You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. And I apologize for the echo. I am recording this in my gym because my child is so loud and really awake right now. So honestly, this echo is going to be much better than the noise you would hear from him, which involve things like bah, ah, eh, eh. Um, anyways, I am joined today via zoom all the way from New Hampshire by the one and only Ashley Cardillo, who always hops on the podcast with me to talk about Taylor Swift. Always, always, always. Thank you. And, and this is really just a monumental time for our Swifties and definitely Taylor. Yeah, this is, this has been a huge album release. I mean, she, had in one week, I think it was like 1 billion streams Yeah, in one week. Mm-hmm. 1 billion is a lot. Like if you think, about, if you think about the number billion. I mean, there's what? 7 billion people in the world, right? Isn't that right? That checks out. So she has a seventh of the world streaming her music. Streaming her music. Like she had 1 billion streams in one week that broke records. She's That's a insane. She also got the top 10 spots on the top one billboard 100, um, music, which has never been done before. Yeah. I think that, I don't know which one's crazier because having all 10 spots in from the same album. To me, that feels crazier. Yeah. I feel like that's crazier because usually like an artist release one single and that's like the one that pops off, but she does like, no one can pick. Like what's the best? Like the whole right. album is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so let's get into that. Um, what are your, your, you put on Midnight's for the first time. What are your initial thoughts? Um, my initial thought was a no skip album. Hands down. Mm-hmm. It was a no skip album. Um, as I kept listening to it, there are some that like are just stuck in my head. Like I catch myself singing it in my head driving to work you know like laying in bed whatever those are lavender haze you're on your own kid midnight rain and bejeweled those are the ones that like no matter what I'm doing like they're just like in my head yeah um but like there's there's just so many and her like the videos too that she like anti-hero I have a lot to say I actually I actually have a lot to say on that video specifically, but I'm going to agree with what you just said. And that like, there's multiple songs on this album that are like, so I feel like as a people, okay, I need to gather my thoughts. (laughs) People, I get so tongue twisted when I talk about Taylor. People will ask me like, what's your favorite song on this album? And I don't think I can pick one. Like I, and I think that what I love most about this album is that like as a cohesive project, it's probably my favorite album. So like, there's not like one song where I'm like, that's it. It's more like as a project, this feels like so good for my soul. And I think that's what really hits it with like the no skip album because I can go to all the other albums and tell you my number one song on all of them. 100%. Like hands down. This one, I can't. And the other thing I like, which again, it's like the Swifties talking. So I don't know if it's even a real Easter egg or not, but everyone's saying that 
every song on Midnight's is an older sister to her like other albums. Ooh. So like they said that Maroon is an older sister to Red. Yeah. Because it's a more mature version and she's like looking back on the toxic relationship where Red, she was in it. Mm. So if that's the case to all of these songs, I love that. Did the Swifties say like which what the other songs are an older sister yeah, to? Yeah, they did. Um, Lavender Haze is a sister to one of the lover songs. You can hear it like, and the ones that are sister songs, they actually have like the beat of the little sister in it. Of course they do. Which is just like, dude, like. So like I, when uh, I think about Taylor's brain, I like understand Like, I truly honestly believe her when she's like, I am up in the middle of every night thinking because the way that she like schemes and puts all these little baby puzzle pieces together, like when is she ever not thinking? I mean, years and everything happens years in advance. Like when she graduated from her doctorate at NYU and made that speech, the lyrics to one of her songs was literally in her speech. Breathe, Breathe in, breathe through, breathe out was in her speech and it's literally a lyric in the song from the nights. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that, you know, way more than me, but I think it's because you're like, you're really on TikTok. I'm really on TikTok. And I mean, my entire for you page on TikTok is Swifties just breaking code. And it's good because I'm like, oh yeah. And then it also gives me a little bit of anxiety because like things get so intense and you're like, guys, how did you see that? Well, there's also like a point where you're like, okay, are you like, sometimes I think Taylor sits back and she laughs at all. Not that she looks, but that she laughs at all these like Swifty theories because she's like, no. And I think that's what I love. That was like one of the parts that I love most in the anti-hero music video is she was kind of like making fun of her um, audience by saying like with the funeral scene where she was like, no, there's no Easter eggs in here. Like this just actually is, is what it is. Literally you're getting 13 cents. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. And I you think know, that she was funny. kind of jabbing at her fans in like a funny way with that. Like y'all. I not also, everything is an egg. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. things just like fall into place and it's not an yeah. egg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it though. Yeah. Um, so I did a little poll for my followers and not many people answered, but pe- some people did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, and one of them, one of the questions was, what are your top three songs on the album? And we got a lot of different are answers. They, I was going to say, I feel like every, like anybody I've asked that question to, I've only gotten different responses. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool too. That is pretty cool. So I'm going to say if right now you've already said it, but go ahead and repeat your top three favorite songs. No, let's go four. Your top four favorite songs. Four feels right. Um, four feels right. Um, you're on your own, kid. Uh, oh gosh, you're on your own, kid. Midnight, Bejeweled. What is that? Three. Mm-hmm. It's hard because like Karma is like yeah, like get it, girl. Yeah. Vigilante s word. Yeah, you can say shit. Okay, vigilante shit. But okay, I'm gonna go with Lavender Haze. You're on your own, kid. Midnight Rain. Question. That's four. Oh my God. I, okay. (laughs) All right. Go with that. I can't even tell you if that's my four. Okay. I'm going with you're on your own kid. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's my, uh, but it's it's the one that I like 
know it's all the words five. too. It's the track five. So like, yeah. is it her favorite too? Probably. You're on your own kid, mastermind. I Ooh. love that right now. Mm-hmm. Midnight Rain. Um, and oof. okay. I really didn't love this song the first week, but my friend Melody, who's probably listening right now, shout out Melody, said this was her favorite song. We had dinner the first week and she said it was her favorite song. And I was like, really? Like, I don't get that. And then I listened to on the beach. And then I lit no. And then I listened to the lyrics like more and more. And I like repeated it the whole next day. And I was like, I get it now. Like it is one of my favorite songs. And it's sweet nothing. Okay. See, mine that I'm like, eh, is snow on the beach. Yeah, Snow on the Beach is eh. And you know what? This is going to be a hot take. Yeah. For me, Labyrinth, it's eh. And people love Labyrinth. Love it. Yeah. I get it. It's very like there is a Labyrinth. I said don't skip it, but it's not like I'm jamming to it. But go ahead. What's the poll say? Okay. The poll says we've gotten a Mastermind, a Maroon, Mm could have, would have, should have. That's a big one, especially with, I mean, like I'm young, but like with the younger group, like I asked my younger cousins and that was their favorites. And the John Mayer of it all, like people, yeah, that's really just getting people. Yeah. Um, Antihero, Bigger Than the Whole Sky, which is actually probably my like fifth if I had to slide one in. Yeah. Which I want to dive into that as well. Um, Maroon, oh, I already said Maroon. Um, Labyrinth is one of them. And she said that she heard this person specifically said like that it's been compared to Archer from Lover. Um, Probably the big sister. Oh, wait, no, these are the, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. These are people's answers to, I know I'm horrible. These are people's (laughs) answers to, so those first ones were correct for like top three. These ones I'm now are like your least favorites. So this one is Labyrinth is a least favorite because mm-hmm. it's, or she said, heard it's compared to Archer from Lover. It's good lyrics, but it just feels like you're waiting for more the whole time, which I feel like is a really good. That's a good way to explain it. Good way to explain it. Snow on the beach. Yeah. Um, and then someone said they didn't like Bejeweled because it's cringy. It's like her me. It's like lover me. She it's needs like, a me. She needs a me. Just, and I mean, it's like, she has one of those on like, we're never getting back together. You know what I mean? Like she has one of these cringies on every album, but it's just like. You accept it because it's dance. Like you do that TikTok dance that like that one guy made and it's yeah, just blown up. I love it. Um, yeah, I agree. It's like the, we are never, you're right. We are never getting back together. Me. 22. It's yeah. 22. It's very even like shake it offy. Yes. Like, yes, yes. It's yes, love yes. story. It's kind yes. of love story. Yes. Okay. Um, we're getting passionate. It also, yeah, go ahead. Um, this next part that I asked the poll of people was like, please share any like specific dislikes or hesitations you had about this album. And one, I would like to say that I only got one answer, which makes me feel like most people love the album or I have zero followers. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I'm going with the first. Yeah. Um, and this person said that they're still trying to get on board with all the synthetic voices in a few of the songs. But See, I love that she did her voice in different ways like that. Yeah, I know. And cool. she said, but it's slowly growing on me. And I think that like anytime Taylor does something new, people are like, oh, we miss the old Taylor. Yeah. But then it does like eventually grow on them. And then the next that's what Taylor. Makes her even say. Yeah. Like that's what makes her so relevant. Like she said, she went on to Jimmy Fallon and literally said, I don't know how I'm still here. Like she said, like pop, she literally said pop stars 
are normally sent out to the pasture at like 24. Yeah. And here I am at what? 30. What is she? She's my age. So she's 33. 33. She's almost 33. And she's breaking charts, you know? Yeah. So she's doing something right. She's doing something right. Um, Another thing I asked was what were your thoughts on the bejeweled music video? Okay. I have a lot to say about that one. And I want to start there because I have more to say about Antihero, actually. Um, But this person said that they liked Antihero better, but still really enjoyed Bejeweled. And it like she likes that there were many stories in between it. And then this other person who also said that Bejeweled was their least favorite song just put that emoji where it's like a no smiley face. Mm. So I'm assuming that means she didn't like it. But I would like to hear your thoughts on Bejeweled. On the song or the video? The video. Um, one, like she even said to the fans that it is an ungodly amount of Easter eggs and like they weren't even Easter eggs to the point. It was, it was obvious what we're getting next. Yeah. Um, and I loved like the elevator and the floors with the buttons and the colors and how like X exile ends. And I think Exile ends 12-2, December 2nd, mm-hmm. because based on the clock in the video, like the stopwatch in the video. Um, but I just, I just love like the whole thing. And then people, Swifties on TikTok said that the stage for her new tour is going to be the stage that was in the Bejeweled music video. Like the oh. clock is going to be the stage, going to be a circular clock because in me music video, it was a heart shaped and that was the it was a stage that was a heart shaped and that was a stage for lover. So people think that that's an Easter egg showing us that it's going to be a circular stage, mm. which I'm pretty sure that's the first time she's ever done a circular stage. Which kind of would make sense for this specific tour because it's the era's tour. So and she'll probably yeah. travel around the stage for like a different yeah. era. Yeah. Um, but then like, what seat do you pick? Right. That's my problem. That's another thing. But anyway, I just liked how she like went from like, she was basically saying like, I still got it. That's really how I felt like the whole Mm -hmm. video was like, I still got it. Like I miss me, but I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I loved it. I think I literally rewatched it like eight times. Yeah. But like anti-hero, I haven't rewatched that many times. Okay. I really love Bejeweled too, because it was very just like Taylor. Yeah. Um, And I loved that she was like, that I love the concept of the song. Like y'all keep saying like, I've changed so much, but like, I'm still the old sparkly Taylor. Like there's yeah. some, that person's still in me. And like, you better believe I'm still going to be bejeweled. Right. Like I'm still going to sparkle. Like I, I might like look folklory and like kind of yeah. like emo and like a little too like sad girl vibes, but, and also like kind of mean with reputation, but I'm still sparkly and like, yeah. That girl and is still in me. I love it so much. I literally made a game about it with my second graders um, <laughs> called Sparkle. So we played that today. Um, so Tyler's just, you know, in every aspect of my life at this point. I love it so much that I even made the theme of the soul Christmas party this year. <laughs> it's the most bejeweled time of the year and everyone has to wear sequins or sparkles. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. That's epic. I love that. I'm not even like trying to make it like Christmassy. I'm just like, it's bejeweled. It's bejeweled. Just come (laughs) as sparkly as you can. Just do it. Um, Okay. I want to move on to Antihero because I actually did watch this music video a lot. I feel like I really related 
like I relate to Taylor, but like, I feel like I really enjoyed the way that she depicted her thoughts visually for this because I think it like one makes her look like a relatable queen. Like she's a normal person, even though her life is so crazy and not normal, she still has like normal feelings and like all of her feelings are still valid, even if she is famous. Yeah. So, um, as it came down to like the shots that she took, as a normal tailor to the famous tailor, like when she sat with the famous tailor, like famous tailor was like ripping all those like shots and normal tailor could like do two and then ended up throwing up. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just. And that's kind of like, I think that she really is like, what I love about her is she's not afraid to like make fun of herself or also like, like there's something like really like genuine in her self-deprecation. And this video is very just like, Hey, these are the thoughts that like normal people have in the middle of the night. And like, Hey, in case you forgot, I'm still a human. I have these thoughts too. So like she's seen all these things in the media about, you know, she's too tall or she's too, fat or she's too what she's too much and so she overthinks those thoughts that we all overthink in the middle of the night like how many times have you been up in the middle of the night and been like "Ugh, I'm too much or I'm too fat or I'm too this or I'm too that Yeah, my personality is too big I mean that's why she even said like monster on a hill you know what I mean like she even compared herself to being like a big monster I mean she loves Alice in Wonderland too but like I the thing I think it's a very controversial comment right now but I am upset that she had to change the original music video. That's what I want to talk about. Because. And let's get controversial. Okay. Okay, good. I needed the, I needed the approval because her eating disorder is like not your problem. And you should not be offended because she's expressing to the world that she has an eating disorder. That she had an eating disorder and her feelings were absolutely valid. Exactly. And you know, those were the words that she used for herself. And as somebody with disordered eating, I can say I use those words on myself as well. Yes. Like that word fat is in everybody. One, it's in everybody's vocabulary. Two, it's not a curse word. And three, people think that negative word of themselves all the time. And if I think that my feelings are valid, if she thinks that her feelings are valid, like that's just how I feel about it. I kind of feel the same way. I would say like, yes, that word is like obviously a word that we have all as women used to explain ourselves, whether externally or not, definitely internally. Like we have thought those thoughts. And I realize how like, saying the word fat or even saying the word thin is controversial these days. Hello, cancel culture. But I think what she was trying to depict is like, Hey, these are my thoughts. Like you're allowed to have your thoughts. So like, let me have mine. Mm -hmm. And I, I was getting really, really frustrated with the fact that like, there's a lot of like fat phobic canceling going on around her because regardless of whether or not she's in a thin body, that's a thought she's having. And that's like the, that's what, that's the point of that. Like, is that like, nobody thinks about when they step on the number on the scale, no matter what the number is, it's not good enough. And that was like the whole point of not putting numbers and just putting a word. Right. And like, and, and it was her famous self looking at her, like, you know what I mean? Like looking at her and being like, Oh, look at that. And like putting that pressure on her that she's not good enough. Correct. And And like her stepping on the scale and saying that fat is bad. Correct. She was saying, this is how I feel. 
because of my fame, like the famous self of me, this is what, this is how I feel. Yeah. And like, you can't invalidate the fact that she feels a certain way. Like all this, like, I'm just going to go off. Like sometimes all this like woke cancel culture is like, your feelings are so valid. Your feelings are so valid until someone feels something different from you. Then it's not valid because it's controversial to you. Right. No, like, like, let's just like, I don't know. Let's not. Please. No, I, I agree. I agree. Like it wasn't. And honestly, like, yes, the music video is so great, but that part was like a part. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like the part when she, in one of her songs says the time that I start, like I starved myself, like there, even in her last album, it talked about her eating disorder. She's brought it in multiple times in songs. So and in her documentary, been, right. That's when we all found out about it. And it should not have been a surprise for people to see that she brought it into another song. Right. And it wasn't her shaming fat, fat people, people in any way. The and word, you know what? The I, listened word. To, I listened to this podcast called the morning toast, which I'm sure a lot of listeners listen to. And it's like basically a hilarious pop culture podcast. And one of the hosts is like by culture or society definition, like labeled as fat. And she said, like, she was even agreeing with what we're saying right now. Like, I'm a fat person and this doesn't offend me because these are her feelings. Like, why can't we just like, whether you're fat, thin, whatever, tall, short, like let her express like the thoughts that she has in the middle of the night. And that's the whole point of the song. These are the thoughts that we have to battle in the middle of the night. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make them true. She's not saying like, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. She's just saying like, I have felt fat. Let me have that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could not agree more. This is a topic that I've been very passionate about this week. Yeah. And when I saw, I saw it on TikTok that she changed the video and then I went on YouTube. And when I saw that it was changed, I was like, I, I actually felt bad for her because I'm like, here we are again as a society shaming her thoughts. Yep. Because that's exactly what we did. We complained enough and made it big enough on social media to make her feel shame and what she created basically to then take it down because it offended others. Yeah. And I was honestly kind of sad that she took it down. I like, know. I was surprised she didn't like make an announcement about it or talk about it or any, like anything. She just took it down. Well, I wasn't surprised she didn't talk about it. Cause she rarely like does interviews. True. She or, never actually talks about anything like that. And that's like the beauty of her music is like, yeah. we do try to like decode and depict like what she's saying to figure out who she is through her lyrics to figure out who she is exactly because she doesn't say much and I think that's kind of like what makes Taylor so iconic yeah that's so true so I'm not I don't like I'm not I guess um surprised that she didn't say anything but I am surprised that she took it out because she is she has become a very like stick it to the man like I don't care what you think reputation girly yeah so I was surprised that she took it out but then I remembered she has like a deal with Apple Music and like Apple uh, Music uh, was the uh, one who made her take it out so I'm I bet it was like a legalistic thing like yeah it had to be there was like, there's no other like I don't think if she wouldn't have done it not like nor on her own I, I right um okay wow so let's shift into that was a great conversation let's shift <laughs> into um the tour and we'll okay. end there so this will be airing next week, right? Yeah, this is going to be airing the second week of November. Okay, so tour drop day was this week. And when I tell you it was a different level of anxiety <laughs> because I saw the night before on TikTok 
Or no, I saw it. I woke up at 6 a.m. when I saw on TikTok yet again that she was going to be at Good Morning America with an announcement. My sister lives in in New York City. So I literally called her up and I was like, get out of bed. You need to get to Good Morning America right now because Taylor Swift is literally there. Like, get up. Lo and behold, she didn't get up. I would have. I would have gotten up. I wouldn't have cared if I had a bra on or not. I would have gotten out the door and got there. Like, whatever. She didn't get there. Right after that, you sent me the link. I was already at work. Panic stroke my body. I made a group chat of multiple people who I knew could be on their computer during the day. and was like, you need to get online. You need to get the verified fan, whatever it was. Everyone was online joining something for pre-sale. And I just felt so much pressure and income my second graders. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I got to get the tickets. We got to get the tickets. <laughs> so every day this week, they're like, did you get the tickets yet? I'm like, I don't know yet. I don't know if I got approved. Like, I know like, and the more you talk about it, the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, did I do it right? Right. Did I like, even start, like, should I like, cause literally all I did was like put in my email and like the tour dates I wanted. And then it yeah. just sent me an email that was like, you'll get more information in the middle of November. Yeah. So I think Next week or in two weeks, we're going to get an email saying if we've been waitlisted or if we get a code. So it's like, you might not even get the presale. Get waitlisted. I think you have to wait until after all Lover Fest has gotten their tickets. Capital One people and verified fans have gotten their tickets. And then I think, don't quote me on this, but I think that's when, if you don't get a code, that's when you get to get access to tickets. Well, I'm none of those things. I'm not a Capital One <laughs> I didn't have tickets to Lover. What is a verified fan? That's what you signed up for for presale. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm not. Pretty, if I'm pretty sure. Okay, but you, you like we don't know if you've been picked as a verified fan yet. What the frick? I'm verified. Trust me. I, 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 know I am all. a fan. <laughs> I'm verified. I also saw that like whoever in Taylor Swift Nation like goes through social media to pick one person every concert to meet her. So to like post things constantly on like TikTok and Instagram to like be the one to get picked. And I was like, this is too much pressure. This is a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a full-time job. It's a full-time job just to get to a concert. That's how it feels. Plus you know, like it you know will what? be my entire monthly salary to get a ticket. And I'll do it. I will absolutely do it. I will pay. I will pull out of the savings for this. I'll do whatever it needs. Like I will literally like, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll sell some things. I'll sell some feet pics if I need to. <laughs> I I'll, jo- I'll join OnlyFans if I have I'll to. I'll do whatever I need to get a ticket. <laughs> Taylor, um, if you hear this, please. Verify us. Send us some tickets. Um, like, do we apply for a Capital One card? I have, my mom has one. So I have that as a plus right now. My mom and my aunt have one. So yeah, freaking chase rewards. And then Nick said he had a a capital one card and I was like, can I use it? And he was like, I'm no. And I was like, why? I just need your number. Yeah. You're like, I'll pay you back. Maybe Yeah, like I'm not, you're not going to like, maybe like it could be a Christmas present. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) That was when Michael and I were dating. That was his first, maybe we're engaged. Yeah, we were engaged. His first Christmas present as an like engaged couple was reputation tickets. That's probably the best thing like anybody can ever buy. It was beautiful. So yeah, I'm going to go to the concert, like whether I have to sneak in or not. Yeah. 
<laughs> literally we're like underneath the circular stage just like, just like yeah, um okay yeah this was great I feel like we really covered all the hot takes all the hot topics yeah. and all the hot goss if you're listening and you love Taylor then you're probably still listening if you're listening and you don't love Taylor then I lost you about 30 minutes ago <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll talk to you next week <laughs> oh wait one more thing before you go okay um saw it on TikTok. Um, the reason why Taylor Swift isn't doing the Super Bowl is because she doesn't want to perform until all her re- all her albums are re-recorded. So her her concert tours start, I think, in March. So basically, that's her telling us that we are getting all of them, all of them before March. I think we'll get Speak Now in November. Oh, I think we're getting Speak Now. I think we're going to get Speak Now before absolutely before December because yeah. it really is back to December. Either not, that or we get not, Speak Now on December 2nd. Yeah. That's what I think it's going to be. I think December 2nd is when we're getting speak now. Yeah. And then it's night. I think they kind of released the order and like that scene with in, Laura that music, in the music video. I think yeah. it was first speak now. Then we're getting 1989, the 1989. And then we're getting, we're ending with reputations. So what's before that then? What are we missing? Doesn't she already own reputation? I don't think she does. Oh, so then it, it must had, be reputation. like the whole like, um, music video. Oh. Yeah, when she had the shirt with all the names on it, like it was like well, a jail. no, in the scene, you know the scene with Laura Dern and the Haim sisters, their Haim sisters. It was like yeah. Laura said, "Speak not," and then the yes. next, the next thing was um, something about a snake, right? The last one was "Get out, you snake." Yeah, and then, but there was two in between that reference to Lover and um, um, speak uh, red nineteen ninety I think it's happening. And that is a lot to handle because that is a lot of vault songs in <laughs> AKA a lot of podcasts. I was going to say this podcast is just going to be all about Taylor, but don't stop listening. Yeah. Don't stop listening. Or, but also just start listening to Taylor. Like, what are you doing? Start loving her. <laughs> I mean, she's not going anywhere. So she's not going you anywhere. Love her or you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Strap in, honey. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the pod again and Mm -hmm. listeners. I hope that you, um, are just as passionate about Taylor as we are. And if not, I hope after this, you just gained a little bit more passion for getting to know her. Yeah. And we'll see you all on TikTok as verified Swifties (laughs) and apply for your capital one cards. (laughs) All right, y'all. I will talk to you next week. Bye.